Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love and Flow. We are so excited to be back after the last few months. Um, let's be real, guys. It's been a crazy few months. Yeah, I mean, we've been all over the place. So I think in the last, maybe since our last episode, we moved out, stuffed our entire life into a car, came to Atlanta, then flew back uh, for our reception. Yep. And then flew back to Atlanta. Then I started a new job. And then we got a new apartment. So then we had to move in, um, got settled. And then, so finally, after things settled down, we're like, okay, we gotta come back. And that was all in the last 60 days, guys. So yeah. fun times. Yeah, but I'm super excited that we're back. Um, and I think we're coming back with the bang because like we have an awesome topic, something that we've been thinking about and talking about and something that's honestly like top of mind for us, right? Because it affects us. Um, so yeah, do you wanna start it off? Yeah, so this topic, like Ravi was saying, is something that we've always thought about. Um, and it was just kind of happenstance that I was listening to a Lewis House podcast where he interviewed Dr. Phil. And it's this con and he brought up this concept of emotional procrastination. And so one of the reasons I actually really loved it was it just put words to what we already know and talk about and what we already actually do in our day to day. So it's like you were saying, right? We, it was always top of mind to us, this concept. We just never really had a word for it. Yeah, like for me, it's just like, oh, you gotta, you gotta communicate. You gotta talk about these things. You gotta talk about what's affecting you and pour your heart out and be vulnerable. But it's like, it's also freaking hard. It's yeah. hard to do that. And sometimes you're just like, I don't know. I don't know why I do it, right? Like, I, I don't know why I can't talk about it. I mean, a part of it is like, from a guy's perspective, toxic masculinity, right? Like, oh, I'm not used to sharing my feelings, but like, okay, say you're ready to share your feelings and it still doesn't happen. Yeah. And they think that's why, like, we're like, oh, is that we're like emotionally procrastinating, right? Um, sorry, I kind of just, but like, yeah. So again, I think that's what we were saying, right? Um, that is just, what's the word, insepid, intrepid? I don't know. I'm so bad at vocabulary. It just sneaks up on you, right? Yeah. You don't know it's there. I don't think it's you any know? of those words. <laughs> I was gonna say this is why I do math for my day job. I can't do math. This is why I just run around like a headless chicken. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So do you want to talk about like why we're talking about emotional procrastination? Yeah. So like a reason we thought this was like something we wanted to bring, kind of top of mind for people. So one. Again, it's the it's just this concept. I love jargon. I know there's a place for it and there isn't a place for it, but sometimes I like just keeping like a term for it. So it's easy to always bring back because I think the term communication is just so vague. And I think this falls under it where we can really, there's a lot of stuff that can go under emotional procrastination. And I think this just brings like clarity to a certain topic. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think another thing is that with something like emotional procrastination, um, it's really relevant to everybody now because you're losing an easy opportunity to really make your relationship stronger and better, right? We always talk about this, like you hear it all the time with communication, which is that you want to communicate because you're always going to learn something new about your partner, right? And whatever you do learn and whatever comes out of these conversations ends up making you stronger as a couple. Mm -hmm. 
right? So that's like, it's this easy opportunity that people, um, we'll talk about this a little later, but this concept of you don't want to rock the boat. So when you do emotionally procrastinate and don't address these things, there's just this huge opportunity that you're losing out on. Yeah, it's just like, I think we always find ourselves thinking that we need to have the tough conversations when they come up but we're, we're in a crisis, right? right. It's like what Dr. Phil says, is mm -hmm. like, don't have these conversations in crises, right? Um, well, I loved his analogy, yeah. if I can just find it. Yeah. He's like, you don't talk to a drunk while they're drunk about being drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's the thing, like, I think another reason, like another reason we're talking about that podcast is like, he, what Dr. Phil suggested was to talk about these things when times are good, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's not just Dr. Phil, it's a lot of other, you know, relationship experts. It's like, talk about this when times are good, right? We just don't think about it though, right? Because we're just thinking about like, how do I get my voice heard, you know, when we're fighting? How do I bring up this normal point when we're arguing? And it's just like, wait, we don't need to bring these things up when we're in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. Um, and the, another reason why like talking about these things when times are good, is just like, okay, when you're arguing, right? Usually like you're in a defensive mode, right? And what your brain, I would say like 99% of the time when you're arguing mm -hmm. and raising your voice, your brain is in a fight or flight um, state of mind, right? Like physically, like you're in your, what's your sympathetic mode, right? So your brain, like it's playing defense. It has two options is to fight or flight, right? So, and like, that's why really all arguments come down to two things. You're at each other's throats or you get the fuck out and you slam the doors, right? That's not like, because that's just what they're thinking. It's literally the, your brain is only giving you two options, right. right? So how are you supposed to really have these conversations, right? When you're arguing, you can't, like a lot of times, like for arguing, it's like, you just gotta kind of mitigate risks, right? And say how to get away from that state of mind. Right, I was gonna say, just to add to that a little bit, um, it's like getting away from that state of mind, but also, just like it's when you you said conversation and i think it's you can have the conversation it's just not productive it won't get you anywhere yeah right it just feeds into the fire exactly for like lack of better words if you bring this stuff up all you're doing is giving your partner more reasons to be defensive because you're fighting about one thing and now the resentment that has built up because you haven't addressed it is feeding into more things which gives them more to be defensive about and you're just yeah. really making this a bigger argument and getting further away from what you're actually trying to do. Exactly. And then on the flip side, right, if you are in a good state of mind, so even, even me and you, sometimes we have like these kind of conversations when mm -hmm. we're like joking around or we're just being playful. And then like we would say like, but listen, whatever, like you always do this too anyways, right? But it's like that's fine when we're playing around right mm -hmm. because yeah there's a little risk of like oh we're having this good vibe and i might be ruining it but it really never goes that way and like the reason is that especially like if you're laughing like i think i listened to a like the vp of disney it was like the head of creativity mm -hmm. right and he was saying that he like tries to get his team to laugh when they're trying to think of new solutions because it literally takes your brain into a theta 
state of mind. Interesting. Like you have different mind waves going on. And so if you're laughing, now you're open to new solutions. Brain waves. Brain waves. <laughs> <That's> mind mind. Waves. <laughs> All right. So there's a little, uh, we have to, a little learning waves. curve. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast. Okay. So theta brain waves, right? Like if you're laughing and you're in a playful state of mind, like you're more open to just thinking about new solutions, right? Your brain is not only having two solutions, like do I fight or do I leave and slam the door? It's like, right. oh, like now maybe I should just sit on this. Maybe we should think of new solutions. Like your brain is wired to start thinking, being a solution oriented. I was brain. about to say, so yeah. it puts you into problem solving. Like you're yeah. able to put a problem solving hat on more mm -hmm. than in fight or flight, obviously, because at that point your brain's just like, let's just survive. Exactly. Right. So like, that's why we love the podcast, right? Like one, it just kind of spelled out one is like, wow, this is, it has a word around something that we're always doing. And two, it really kind of points us into, Hey, let's start having these, these conversations that we're procrastinating with yeah. during the good times. And it's like, if we do that, we kind of have our brain working for us. Um, and then, and, Oh, go ahead. Oh no. So I was going to say, and I think just thinking of the word emotional procrastination, if you take, the word emotional out of it, it just boils down to this concept of procrastination, right? And if we kind of look at parallel of work, we all know that we do it. It's not great. <laughs> and you get to this point where you're just super overwhelmed and that's when burnout happens, right? Yeah. It's like the little things that you don't address day to day at work. They start slowly building up and all of a sudden it just hits you yeah. and you're burnt out, you're overwhelmed, you're tired and an income's Tabby, Tabby, as I like to call her. So for those of you who are new and don't know who Tabby is, please listen to our part, our, our four part series of communication. Um, but just as a quick FYI, we all have, is it monkey brain? Monkey brain. Monkey yeah. brain. Um, so this concept of monkey brain is just, you know, running havoc. And we decided to name ours because, you know, why not? And mine is lovingly known as Tabitha or Tabby when she's misbehaving. Mine's Toby. So we got Toby and Tabby. And we really pay attention to when they decide to make an appearance because they just come in and just fuck shit up and just like yep. decide to make a mess of it. And if they're like on the sidelines, that's okay. And most of our strategies is to keep Toby and Tabby on, on the, the sidelines, making a mess and doing creative, playful things, not making a mess at the same time but like i totally get it like at work right it's like when you're burned out because you're procrastinating and then you get that one email as one small request and you're just like fuck this guy like you know why is he sending me this request all this shit and then like you come back you take your vacation you're like wow oh, that email request like literally took five <laughs> minutes <laughs> exactly right? um and if you want to learn more is it tim urban tim urban tim yeah. urban about just like procrastination in the monkey brain um he kind of brought it more to light so just for anyone who is interested in that. Yeah, and like, I think another reason why we want to talk about emotional procrastination is that uh, it can essentially eliminate all arguments, right? So yeah. think about it, like a lot of your arguments, wherever you are, whoever you are, like it does come from like little seeds of resentment here and there, right? Um, so before we dive into it, I just want to be clear, when we say arguments, we're talking about like yeah, I, I just want to make that clear yeah, for yeah. people um, because we do like we have disagreements, right? Yeah. We can say that we've never had a big blowout fight before, but we 100% have disagreements. 
Yeah, and so right. when I just want to be clear for everyone that when I'll we say, say yes, yeah. yeah, so when we say arguments, no, I think mm -hmm. argument is a great word. I just want to be clear for people yeah. um, that argue when we say arguments, we're referring to arguments, fights, big blowout, like yelling matches, yeah. not not productive disagreeing conversations. I just want yeah. to like kind of set. No, I agree because like you know I have arguments at work and uh, I, there's no issue with that. I'm glad yeah, you're not like yelling. They were arguing about yeah. a strategy or something. Right. But like where like what emotional procrastination, like it leads to fighting or yeah. on the flip side, like if you do procrastinate emotionally, like you're going to go to, you know, blow out fights. And like yeah. the reason why is that when you like procrastinate and you don't address the issues, right? Like it just kind of starts festering into your brain and it's very easy for your brain to say, someone took this away from me. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the psychological term is ruminating. On it right so like it makes this little tiny thing that someone did to you turn into like oh they took this away from me why because you just keep thinking about it if you keep thinking about it it turns into a bigger issue just because you keep talking about it right um and then like if you feel like they're taking stuff away from you mm -hmm. that's when your ego right like there's like different definitions of ego like i'm not an expert on it but like an ego is also a protective force, right? So if someone's taking something away from you, like there's a part of your brain that says, I need to protect my identity. I need to yep. protect things, right? And what is the ego going to do to protect? It gets your body into that fire flight system and just starts raising your voice and starts kind of taking on like a mind of its own, right? So if we can stop emotionally procrastinating or just like, you know, really try to curtail it, then it can stop the resentment and it can stop the reason why you can have blowout fights, right? And it's just crazy. It's just like this, like just some things I'm procrastinating on yeah. can just eliminate most of the fights, right? And like, I feel like that's why we don't have fights. Like we have disagreements and we're not perfect by any means, but we're just like, it's kind of alien to us to raise our voices, like... Well, we Use laugh because we try to do it sometimes, and I charge. start laughing. I try yelling at you, and I kind of laugh in the middle. I mean, that's also a part of it. You're just too cute when you get angry, and I just can't. I can't do anything about it except to laugh. Um, and then, yeah, so, but a lot of it is that we kind of found ways to... Basically, we don't have that many barriers for us to have these conversations, so mm -hmm. we don't really need to procrastinate emotionally. Yeah, and I was I was gonna add like in terms of arguments too and resentment, like you said, it's like it, it you ruminate, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is also so the best way I can say it is that some of the stuff that happens, right? That you let resentment when you let resentment build build over time, a lot of it can be bucketed into certain things that your partner does, right? There's not like a million things. If your partner does like eight things that you that upset you. Eight of those could be categorized into like three needs that are being unmet, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is they do one thing that upsets you. You don't talk about it, right? A month from now, they do a second thing that upsets you. Well, those two build on top of each other, yeah, right? So now the third time when it actually, you just can't deal with it anymore. You start yelling. Now you have two things to defend and yell about yeah. how they upset you versus one calmly just being like, hey, like, I felt like this, you know, like this happened and this is how I felt. Yeah. Right. I, and yeah. how can we address this? Yeah. Versus, 
and two is even the wrong word. Usually it's built up over time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like multiple things over like a span of time that now you're trying to get out of your head because you have these loops in your head. Yeah. Right. You've never, you don't talk about it out loud. You don't say anything. So it's just like ruminating. Yeah. And I think that's like a kind of a good segue of kind of us asking ourselves, like, are we emotionally procrastinating? Right. Right. Uh, did you have anything? No, no. That, okay, I think cool. that's perfect. Yeah. We can dive into like, how do we know? I think that's the biggest question people yeah. would have is like, this is all great guys. Like that's all good to know, but how do I know if I'm emotionally procrastinating? And like, one thing is I want to say kind of general, like I try not to use general statements, definitely on this podcast, but like this might be one of them. Like when we kind of review why we emotionally procrastinate, mm -hmm. most likely we are, we are emotionally procrastinating. It's more about what are we emotionally procrastinating on, but here, are, I guess we're going to have some certain like tips, that. right? Like certain tips to know, okay, like at what point am I procrastinating mm -hmm. during the day, during the week, during the year, right? Yeah. And I think some of these we've talked about in other episodes as well is when we, a lot of these concepts we say and we talk about because we love bringing it top of mind. So when we bring it top of mind and we just kind of sit with this like concept in mind, just said like the same thing like eight <laughs> times. Um, and, and we're giving this assessment, right? How do you know? I think if you're able to ask yourselves these questions, it just allows you to assess too, mm -hmm. right? It, it's not just like what what's happening. You, it's easier to not sit there and be like, why is this happening to me? Why am I always fighting? Why is he always yelling at me for yeah. this, right? It's easier to be like, wait, I heard this thing about emotional procrastination. Are we doing it? How do I know? Yeah. And so I think it's like great when we have topics that we can talk about that other people have brought to light that are really relevant. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's why I love going into like, how do you know if you're emotionally yeah. procrastinating? Yeah. Because yeah. It, we all do it. Yeah. And it makes the villain not the partner, not your family member, not that person. It makes the villain just like the, the emotional procrastinator. Like that's what the villain is. It's the concept. Is. That's yeah. the villain. Yeah. Which I'm all about, right? Yeah. Um, awesome. So like, okay. One thing that really like screams out to me in terms of are we emotionally procrastinating is the phrase he or she always does this, right? And it's just like, uh, they always do this like and many times like it's it's not because like we kept telling them this and they keep doing it many times it comes from oh, well you didn't really talk to them in the first place right right um especially when you're in like a really loving relationship if somebody keeps doing something that is you know that doesn't work for you it's because we just haven't had enough communication or, right? or the right productive conversation mm -hmm. to address it. Yeah, and like a lot of times you don't have that conversation because you're procrastinating with it, right? So, I mean, sometimes like I like, I find myself kind of saying that like, yeah, oh, she always does this and I'm just like, oh yeah, it's because I didn't really talk to her about it, right? right. So that's kind of a trigger. Like if you ever find yourself saying that to yourself, that could be a sign that you're procrastinating. Um, another thing that I like, I like, I want to bring up is like loops, right? So, I mean, like psychologists call it like ruminating, mm -hmm. just constantly thinking, constantly thinking about things that 
kind of make you depressed, right? Mm -hmm. But we also have loops where we're constantly thinking, having conversations in our heads, having fake arguments in our heads um, over things that make us angry or like upset, right? Not that like what we're depressed about, right. uh, but just think like really just grievances, mm -hmm. right? So loops are like, things that yeah. aren't really happening, yeah. meaning the situation is very real, but we have loops in our head of conversations that haven't happened. Oh my God. I, we do it all the time. I'm an expert <laughs> in loops. I just do that all the time. Um, it was just like a poor like coping mechanism for yeah. when I was younger, right? And we'll talk about like some of the things of why we emotionally procrastinate. Like I was just, I was all about those reasons as to why yeah. I procrastinated, right? But like, so we have a lot of loops. Like what that means is that you're just always thinking about it. You're always thinking about mentally, like, you know, if we're having this conversation, I would say this and this and this, and they would say that, and you know, like kind of have the argument in your head, right? But the reason also why like loops fascinate me is like, it's like actual brain science. Mm -hmm. And like, what that means is that if one way to actually test if loops are real is to listen to a popular song and then stop listening to it halfway through. Yeah. Right. And like you're an expert at this, right? Like if Silo doesn't finish listening to a song, it just will keep running in her brain for like a day or two days. Like uh, try a week if I don't yeah. listen to it. Right. And then it was kind of weird. Like one day, like I think it was like seventh grade, my teacher was like, I was like, I have this song stuck in my head. I don't like it. And she's like, oh, that's just because your brain needs to finish it. So just finish the song. And I did it. And I was like, what is going <laughs> on? Right? Um, right? So but that's a kind of a way of us emotionally procrastinating. It's your brain trying to finish the thought, coming up with a solution mm -hmm. on its own, right? And the reason it keeps doing that is because it didn't have that, like you didn't have that conversation. So your brain is trying to overcompensate with that by having these loops. Right. Uh, oh, got it. Oh, we're only, we can only record for eight more minutes because we're recording on Anchor. All right, cool. So let's just, should we just try to speed it up? Yeah, I think we just quickly mention the other two reasons and then jump into why we procrastinate because I think that would be helpful for people to know. Gotcha. Um, awesome. So two another really thing, another signal that you're mostly procrastinating is that you're always venting, right? I'm telling you, like, if you just have the conversations that you need to have, there's no need to vent. Because what would you vent about? Yeah, it's really close to loops. It's your mm -hmm. brain trying to process, trying to come up with a solution. Um, but the thing is, if you don't have this, the conversation that is the solution, your brain is just going to take over. And that's why you vent. And that's why you call up your friends and just somehow spill all your guts without knowing this because your brain is just on overdrive trying to kind of get that out exactly uh, let's just jump right to why do we uh, why do we emotionally procrastinate okay perfect so I think the first thing is just that we don't know we're procrastinating yeah right it's like what we were saying before sometimes we're just not aware yeah we don't really have a solution I think the best solution for not knowing is that now we're talking about it that always worked for us. We don't know that we're doing something that we read about it or we hear about it and it becomes top of mind. And now we're more aware of when we do it, mm -hmm. especially now that we kind of mentioned a few signals. It's like, just kind of keep those top of mind. Um, the other two big ones is 
when we, that we just as humans just don't like confrontation and that we have insecurities that feed into it. So kind of from a personal experience, I hated confrontation and early on I used to stonewall a lot, right? In mm -hmm. conversations. But a lot of that was because I had a lot of insecurities around knowing that if we had a conference, if I confronted you about something, I just had all these insecurities that you would leave, yeah. right? That if something didn't work and then you got upset and you didn't believe me or didn't accept what I wanted, you would just leave. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are like two big reasons that um, we emotionally procrastinate because we're just worried about, they just feed into our insecurities. Um, yeah. and wanting to avoid confrontation for that reason. Yeah, and if we want to like unravel what to do about these whys, it would just be like 10 different podcasts, right? But I think when you really identify like, hey, is it because of confrontation? Is it because of insecurity? Is it because mm -hmm. I don't know that emotionally I'm procrastinating? Like, honestly, I have full faith that like a lot of our listeners would just be like, that's all I need to know. I'll take it from here. Or maybe find other podcasts. Um, whether it's our own or like the million, you know, YouTube videos that you can mm -hmm. find online. Um, I think another reason why we emotionally procrastinate is because we just don't feel like we have the power to change things, right? Like yeah. they'll never change what they're doing. And I, I can totally understand that, right? Yeah, it's, it's the idea that you don't have control over the other person. Yeah. Right. And I think what I would, which yeah, totally makes sense, right? Cause like, if you don't feel like you have your control, then like the only option you have is to vent and mm -hmm. keep going through these loops, right? Um, which sometimes I face with like other people at work or in my family. Yeah. But what I really come to understand is just that it just means I need to put more work into it or just re-strategize my communication with them. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just investing more. And then that's just a decision for you. Like, do I want to invest more or do I just want to keep going go through these loops? Or let go of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's definitely a reason. Um, another thing is like, I think that it's going to be really big is like, we don't want to ruin the good times, right? Um, we're always fighting and if like, I don't want to kind of rock the boat, right? Like, I don't want to bring this up. We're just going to fight and blow up and all this stuff, right? So I think like, that's definitely a good reason, like, you know, for ourselves, for our yeah. own brains to emotionally procrastinate. But kind of like my commentary on that is just kind of what we spoke on before is that have these conversations during the good times and like you want to reframe it mm -hmm. in your brain and say, listen, like if all things go sour, we're on this awesome date, you know, um, like it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. This I made that decision to kind of let what happens happen. Yeah, it's kind of like the opportunity cost of you either rock the boat. It's like risk versus reward, right? It could be really good because you could have this crazy good conversation that strengthens your relationship mm -hmm. or it could go sour. But the reality is if you hadn't had it, it would have gone sour later anyway because it would have came up in a big blowout Yeah. in a few months from now. Exactly. Yeah, so like definitely. So it's like it's yeah. scary. It's not easy. It's, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's just. I totally get why that would be so scary, right? Yeah. Especially in a new relationship as well. Um, I think another quick thing is that I've noticed like with you know, my family and friends, it's like, you know that the other person is gonna feel guilty or insecure and you just don't wanna bring that up. You know, like I love them. And you don't wanna as, hurt soon, them. as soon as I bring this up, I know that they're gonna spiral and kind of go through their insecurities. And I wanna pop that off. And it's yeah. just like, I, I get like why that's like, like why that's a reason a if that's a concern. reason like 
definitely just understand that it's a reason of yours. And then as you're listening to our podcast, you'll start understanding how you can have these conversations, foster security. And our next episode is going to definitely help us go through that. Uh, but we got two minutes. Those are a couple of reasons as to why. Should we just quickly try to wrap it up? Yeah, um, I think that was great. And so kind of just leading off of what you were saying, our next episode will really dive into some of the strategies that you can actually take on to address emotional procrastination, right? So we talked a lot about so we like to use this backwards, like it's simple, but not easy, right? There's like, it's very simple, meaning there's like very small things that you have to do. It's mm-hmm. not easy to do by any means, right? Yeah. It's very scary. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah. And so just taking all that into account with emotional procrastination, like, like I'm happy we started with this episode because I think it really gives everyone a way to just sit on the concept and think about it yeah. and keep it top of mind. And now... Yeah, now you just wait for the next episode, which we're excited about, um, so that we can really dive into a few strategies to actually address some of these concerns and why you emotionally procrastinate, but also how to address them. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Uh, So stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to have a lot of really practical tactics, and we're excited to share for it. Yeah. And if you guys take a listen to this, let us know, give us any feedback, um, and make sure you share this episode. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.